Welcome to day 33 of our Lent reading plan. We're following the life and teachings of Jesus through the book of John. Take the next few moments to listen to scripture read over you and pray or journal through the prompts that follow. Quiet your heart. Invite the Spirit to move in your heart and mind. John 12, 1-11 Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here, a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well, for on account of him, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and believing in him. John 12, 1-11 In order to understand the gravity of what Mary is doing in this passage, it is important to know three things. First, the perfume that Mary chose to use was an incredibly expensive perfume. It was equivalent to a year's wages, which meant this act of service cost her greatly. Second, while anointing someone's head with oil was common, it was incredibly unusual to anoint the feet especially during a meal. Attending to one's feet was considered to be work only done by a servant. And finally, using her hair to wipe Jesus' feet instead of a towel would have caused heads to turn, as women never took their hair down in public. Now, can you imagine the room going silent as this woman breaks all social norms? Can you imagine the tension in the room as all eyes become fixed on Mary? What she is doing is controversial. It is unusual, unheard of, even offensive to some. But in this moment, the approval of men had no influence on her. She made no excuse. Instead, she knelt before her master in an act of extreme humility and utmost devotion to anoint his feet with oil. Because in that moment, all that mattered to her was the honor and adoration of her Lord. Honor and adoration. When was the last time you made a willing sacrifice to honor and adore Jesus? Whether it was a financial sacrifice or a social sacrifice. In this passage, Mary makes both. She uses what could have been her most expensive possession in a way that demotes her to the status of a servant. Even her character is called into question. How easy would it have been for Mary to change her mind? to just stay where she was, to save the perfume instead of voluntarily humiliating herself in front of her friends and family. She didn't have to do anything. And yet she understands the royalty that is seated at her table 
She understands who Jesus is and what he has done. And she can't help but respond to him with an act of service in the truest form. As you can imagine, the response to Mary's unusual act is one of critique and correction. Judas Iscariot, who later will betray Jesus, is quick to object. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. It might be safe to assume that although Judas was the one to voice his concern and annoyance, he was not the only one thinking this. In fact, it is very possible that everyone in the room with Jesus and Mary had this same thought running through their heads. However, Judas has wicked motives that he is covering up by pretending to care for the poor. He is a thief, and he wants the money for himself. Mary and Judas offer an intense juxtaposition, while Mary's motives are pure, humble, worshipful. Judas's are polluted and self-serving. He has no heart of worship or adoration for his rabbi. His heart has been corrupted by his love of money and self. Jesus' response is firm. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. At this point in his life, Jesus is probably experiencing the heavy weight of his death as the day draws closer and closer. What Judas and the disciples don't see is that what Mary has done is actually quite timely and prophetic. Jesus knows he is about to die, and he affirms Mary in front of the whole room as he reminds them that his time is drawing near. As you hear this story, do you relate more to Mary or Judas? As difficult as it is to admit, I believe we all fall into the selfish temptations that Judas is demonstrating in this passage. This might seem like a harsh accusation, but it is the result of our sinful nature. Take a moment to ask Jesus for a willingness to sacrifice. This may seem like an odd request, but living a sacrificial life is not an easy thing and definitely not natural. You will need to ask God for humility and strength. But Mary gives us such a sweet hope in this story Sacrifice is worth it when the result is God being glorified. Are there things in your life that you need to let go of in order to deepen your devotion to God? Maybe it's the approval of others, or pride, or worry. Maybe it's your finances. Take a moment and ask God to reveal one thing to you right now. Now, hear these words of hope. Our God has made the ultimate sacrifice. He gave his son so that we might live in unity with him. He has done this for you. He has done this for me. As you practice sacrificial living, remember that you worship a God who gave it all, that you might have life in his name. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your perfect sacrifice. You are a giving and gracious God. Thank you for the unending grace that you give me when I let worldly desires and perspectives affect my heavenly vision. I confess that I have not always been willing to live a life of sacrifice. I have let money, my social status, and the opinions of others affect the way I worship you. Give me the desire to honor and adore you, no matter what the cost. Thank you for giving up your greatest treasure so that I could be forgiven when I fail at this. 
I pray that you would give me a greater understanding of your worthiness and beauty. I long to worship you all the days of my life. Amen.